Welcome to week nine of Catching Up with Connor and Nick. We're starting off today's show talking about Founders Live Seattle winners, Hey Thrivey. Next, we're going into the new bike share with electric scooters by Lime Bike and Bird. And we're ending the show talking about the new Snapchat Spectacles 2.0. Are you interested in those? Here's a hint. Probably not. Thanks for listening and enjoy the show. Some incredible conversations uh, in the expansion uh, category, and we're talking about on a different continent, you know, the continent of Africa. So, wow, uh, yeah, it's really, really cool. We're excited to see that happen. But we also had last night on Thursday, uh, we had two events, one in L.A. and and then our Seattle event, and they went really well. Simultaneous events. So how, how does that go for you? I mean, is that easy to manage? Is it not easy to manage? You know, it's fairly easy to manage in the sense of, you know, I've, there's people down in L.A. that are running the event, and really it's kind of, you know, they manage it themselves. And, you know, really we do voting on our application. So, you know, that's the only – it's actually cool that <clears throat> that there's obviously – events happening in other cities and people are accessing the platform uh, from various parts of the world and, you know, cities. Um, but there's not a lot to manage, um, yeah. you know, unless something's going wrong. So that's, you know, I don't want that. <laughs> yeah. And, and if that happens, you're kind of like in the dark about it. Hopefully uh, the territory manager can handle it. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, like getting to the first uh, topic that we're going to talk about um, the winner last night uh, was a young company uh, called Hey Thrivey. And on their on their website, it says, more time for the important. And um, really, it's a, the, Hey Thrivey handles the errands and the urgent, so you can focus on the more important things in life. And it's really interesting. They are combining, they're kind of a layer on top of some of these, like, you know, TaskRabbit and other like, you know, uh, outsourced type of delegation um, systems, whether they're um, house, you know, house care or, you know, laundry service or, you know, task oriented services. And it's interesting, you know, um, they had a great pitch, they won. um, But I think, you know, the, you know, the reason why I brought this up is I think it's, it is, it's slightly, uh, man, it's, I don't want to say controversial, but it, it does remind me of, when Uber launched and it was like, oh, Uber black car and, you know, it's expensive, more re- relatively speaking, and who's going to get a black car? And they clearly, you know, Uber and Lyft and others have totally transformed, you know, ride sharing and, and how yeah. to get around. And I think um, I think this is also it. Their pricing is quite high. So it seems like the one percenter type thing. But I think they're going to work down the market and actually provide a whole system to be able to manage things. And then, you know, people can do tasks for you. And of course you pay for it, but you're employing people at the same time, delegating and have more free time. Yeah. So I think, I think it's interesting. What do you think? Um, so I saw that it was like $650 a month. And so I was actually just curious, like what that breaks down to. Cause I know on the pricing <clears throat> sheet, it said that, there's 90 minutes of like in-person like home time that they mm-hmm. you can dedicate to like cleaning or organizing. What other physical or what other time are you investing in for that $650? Is it people like hands-on time or is it more like using some of these automated services that they have to schedule things? I, it, it really is. Um, you know, from my understanding, it is uh, it, people or 
you know, uh, assistants or people helping you. And they, they, on their site, it's, it's home services, errands, travel planning, event planning, um, really, you know, <clears throat> excuse me, trusted service powered by technology to manage your household and elevate your life. And, you know, a dedicated personal assistant for errands, household and projects and management. And so you, you are getting with that monthly fee, you're, you're definitely getting help. I mean, it's um, whether it's utilizing automated systems and or a person. Um, but, you know, the, it came up a little bit last night. But yeah, like, the, look, the price is high. And, you know, I actually talked with the founder earlier before she pitched. And, you know, I said, you know, when Uber launched, it, they launched with a higher premium service. You know, when when Tesla, their first car was a $150,000 in a sports car. Yep. And, and so you hit, I said, you should not be trying to serve everyone right now. Yeah. And you're picking a segment of the market, have it be profitable so you can grow and then work your way down and work your and, way down. Yeah. And, I, and I think that that's fine. So, um, so yeah, you know, it's, it's, it's interesting. Just something to look into. Hey, thrivey.com. Yeah. What, what's up with the name? Hey, thrivey. Did they talk about that at all? They didn't. Uh, I think that's a question to ask them. Um, I, I, I honestly don't know the background of that name, but it's an, it's interesting. Excellent. Excellent. Well, <clears throat> this kind of transitions and from a conversation we had two weeks ago uh, that I kept up here and I wanted to follow up with, and it's very related to Hey Thrivey, but I was just wondering specifically with you, Nick, and, and this company and, and just Founders Live as a whole, like how are you dealing with delegation? Are you using any specific tools to outsource some of your work or, or how are you communicating with everyone so you kind of stay organized? Right. Um, I, you know, the short answer is there's no, you know, there is no major magic you know, we're using this tool for delegation and communication. Um, you know, really it's a lot of, uh, a lot of, you know, Google docs and shared, shared collaborative, uh, systems. And I think like, what's interesting is to take a step back a second and realize how powerful, you know, we take Google docs spreadsheets for, for granted now. Yeah. And like, dude, we're both accessing this spreadsheet that we list all the things that we uh, talk about and think about that for a second, just the ability to have, a shared space that co-collaboration or shared documents that people can see and you update and you can collaborate on is, I mean, that's what we do mostly with founders live is just utilizing, you know, Google docs, utilizing, um, you know, you know, email. Um, but you know, we, we don't actually have a Slack channel at this point yet. Um, you know, we do a monthly call with all of our city leaders um, but really what I do is like, I create a huge, you know, kind of playbook and package and send it to them and then utilize internal collaborative tools in the documentation. And, and that's how we, we manage this. Yeah. Um, I, I don't have, you know, yet I haven't, I don't have a, a larger growing, you know, operations team. We'll get there. And I think at that point you're looking at some various, um, applications to, you know, either, you know, the with Slack channels to communicate, um, even larger, robust, um, you know, tools to create and um, organize. I, I think we'll get there. But um, what about you? Yeah. So uh, right now, I'm so much of a one one man show that I'm not using a ton of tools as far as delegation goes. Um, I have had a few conversations with some outsource companies, kind of around the world, just to to put put dip my toes in a little bit to see, hey, if I need to outsource the building of a uh, in-depth website. Will I have mm -hmm. the resources to do that? And, and that's kind of been a, 
learning experience thus far communicating. Um, but some of the tools I'm using to stay organized are, um, I'm blanking on the name. Uh, outreach has become a sales mm. tool that I've been using as follow-ups. Um, and that has been really good. So when I meet somebody or I pick up a business card, I now have these like these follow-up funnels that mm-hmm. I put them into. Um, so I kind of have different categories on, on what their importance is. But after I get coffee with them or I meet up with them, I pretty much schedule a follow-up email like four to six weeks out just to say like, hey, what's going on? Like, what are you up to? Can I help you with anything? Yeah. And, and uh, so I've only been doing it for about two months. So now like some of those first emails are starting to go out and it's really helping me stay organized because, you know, each week I'm meeting anywhere from 25 to 150 new people. Yeah. And so it's just impossible to keep up with all these people. And then especially with social media, the, the DM resource is just impossible to manage. And mm-hmm. so a lot of my DMs are be like, Hey, like I really, like I can't keep up with all my DMs on Instagram. Uh, what's your email? And then I'll send them an email and I'll put them in the funnel just to like follow up with them. And then if they want to schedule coffee or they want to follow up, um, I'll go from there. Um, and then time management has been uh, a little, little difficult for me lately because I take so many in-person meetings. And then the one other tool you're talking about Google Sheets that I've been dabbling with is called Airtable. And mm. Air, Airtable is a – it's Google Sheets or Excel on steroids. <laughs> um, and it's more of like a project management software mixed in with the spreadsheets. And uh, I've been dabbling with that to like how to manage all my projects and all my lists and the to-do list on all these different yeah. projects. And that, no. that, that's been helpful. It's interesting. You know, I, you know, there's things like Trello and, you know, you can, those are like kind of actually like a little older school now in the sense of tools. But, you know, I think Trello is something that when you look at project management or just getting all the specific projects lined up and coordinated and tracking and um but man i'll tell you i'm i just kind of live in google docs and because it's right there it's right yep. on the, it's attached to email it's 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 just the easiest so. yeah it's super easy and so um nick you posted or no i want to jump into my category here this last weekend was i was down in la and i was on mostly the west side of la and what they have down there is this company called Bird, and Bird are just like the bike share system that we have here in Seattle, but they're electric scooters, right? So imagine like your Razor scooter with a little motor and a chain on it, mm-hmm. and they charge you 15 cents a minute. And I got a promo code, so I got like five minutes for free, and I was on the Venice boardwalk, and I pretty much rode the Bird scooter from Venice all the way to Santa Monica huh. with, with my girlfriend and our friends, and it was an absolute blast. That's awesome. So when I got home, I was searching like bird and I sent them a message because I'd love for them to launch here and just kind of looking like how much are these electric scooters? Because the way I travel, uh, at least for the five months that it's not raining here, the scooters are like 500 bucks. and I definitely can make that worth it. um, Assuming that I could get there and back in time to charge it up. But I also saw we have line bike here in Seattle and Line Bike just launched their electric scooter in Austin. Uh, it's causing a little bit of drama because they didn't get approval from the city. Um, but I'm just like obsessed with these electric scooters, and I think they are way better than the bikes. Um, I haven't ridden an electric bike yet, but for some reason the scooters just seem more playful and more fun. 
Um, and maybe that's because you can ride them on the sidewalk and not the streets. But Nick, have you tried riding any of these bikes? And would you be interested in riding a scooter instead? I have not tried riding any of the rideshare bikes and I definitely would be interested in trying, you know, scooter, you know, that we got lime, lime bike scooter now here. And, you know, if bird launches here, um, yeah, I would, I'd be interested in that. I, I think to answer the question, why have I not really ridden those bikes? First of all, like I'm not really a cyclist. I mean, I obviously know how to ride bikes, but it's just not my mode uh, of transportation. And secondly, dude, I, I say this all the time now, but there are hundreds of people riding around the city on these bikes, not wearing helmets. Yeah. Like literally like riding in traffic, dude, it's so uh, it's unsafe. And I'm just waiting for that story of someone to just get nailed. They're going to die and it's going to be not the fault of line bike, but it's going to be a kind of a situation um, because dude, there's, they don't, they don't offer helmets, Yeah, these bikes. And if you remember Pronto, which was the other, the other, uh, bike sharing system that was here a couple of years ago, they actually had the helmet with the bike. Yes. And the difference, if anyone doesn't know is they, those were stations and there were stations around the city and you had to like park it back where these, the biggest problem with all these, whether it's scooter or bike, dude, they're just thrown everywhere. And what's crazy is that actually is the reason why it works. But the other side of the sword, the double edge of the sword is it's just trash. It it looks trashy and there's things thrown everywhere around your city and people are disrespecting that. And there's like, you'll be walking on the sidewalk and there's like, you have to like step over this bike. So um, I think that's a problem, but I I think in the end, um, you know, these are going to be predominant and I think, you know, people use these to get around but you got to be really really you got to you got to be be smart and safe yeah and and the mess that the scooters are creating is even worse um yeah. because they're they're a lot smaller yeah and the the bikes like when you see a bike out on the street i'm actually looking at one right now uh <laughs> When you see the bike in the street, it kind of just fits in. Like, you're just accustomed to seeing bikes, like, out in a neighborhood. We do not have an assimilation to seeing scooters out there, right? Just, like, floating anywhere. And the scooters you can put in way more uh, places. They're just a lot easier to throw up on a telephone pole than these these bikes are. So I'm really curious. uh, But I did love riding them. (laughs) And if they launch here, I will be a big user, at least for these summer months. Yeah, yeah. It's an interesting movement in, you know, like this article that you had posted. It's an interesting movement in urban travel and and just like getting around the city. Um, I do think it's a net positive from it's less carbon um, emissions and all that. But it also just creates new problems. Yes. Um, so interestingly kind of moving in that same direction in the sense of, uh, man, I'll tell you right now. So we're seeing some spectacles 2.0 and you, I remember a couple of years ago, we had a call and we talked about this where you were pumped about uh, snap spectacles and what they, just the concept, how they're innovating around that. Um, you know, how Snapchat came out with that. Inevitably it was kind of a flop. Uh, they sold, it sounded like about 200 and maybe 220, 250,000 total. Um, they're now coming out with a version two and new updated and maybe you can talk about that but what are, are you sold on these uh no i'm definitely not sold and i definitely will not be buying these new pairs uh, i still have my pair that i bought last year 
And I just, I mean, I have not used them very much, especially in the fall, winter, in the, in the rainy season here. It's just not smart to have them out. Um, but the biggest difficulty is actually uploading the snaps to your phone. It's mm-hmm. just not like the easiest process to transfer them from the glasses to your phone and then upload them onto the Snapchat platform in, in high definition excuse me, high definition. And so that's been the most difficulty. I'm, I'm glad that you sent this because it really was just like a reminder. Like, oh yeah, I have these glasses. <laughs> and yesterday or this week's kind of like been the first sunny week. So now they are an option to wear them again. And I think this summer I will take them out. The problem is the design, you know, they've updated the design <clears throat> to make them more wearable. They are a little heavy. Um, they aren't the most practical glasses to have. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, and that's kind of the downside about having them is when I was wearing them, I didn't want to really wear them as normal glasses. Like I only wanted to have them on when I was in moments that I wanted to film. Um, like I'm thinking about, you know, next weekend, if it's sunny and I go to the Sounders game, I'll wear glasses, but I don't know if I'd wear the Snapchat glasses, e- even if I wasn't going to film. Um, and then once they die, you know, they're really useless unless you really want to wear them as glasses. And yeah. so uh, the the big thing last year that they did so well was they had the Spectacles vending machine and it popped up all over the country. <laughs> I thought that was just genius. But now kind of cr- crunching the numbers in my head, if they sold 200,000 units, they're just over $100. So that's like they did $20 million in revenue, but they wrote off $40 million. Yeah. So they must have made like anywhere from 500,000 to a million devices and yeah. only sold a quarter of them. Yeah. Um, it's just absolutely insane. Like to me, that's a huge, huge failure. It um, is. And I just it... don't know why they didn't hand out all those devices, right? If you guys have 500 devices laying around, like you should just slash the prices like crazy and, and got them into everyone's hands because then the adoption might've been there. I, I really think no one's going to buy these glasses. Yeah. It's, it's interesting. I, I applaud, I applaud a company, you know, first of all, look, Snapchat, you know, they're like, okay, we grew to this level and they're not public, but what's the next thing and what's going to make their, their ecosystem robust. And so I, I give them credit for innovating or at least trying, trying. Yeah. Uh, but I have never been sold on these. I think, you know, you know, definitely glasses, sunglasses. And this is why like Google glass didn't really work, which is there's, there's a fashion aspect to it. There's a function aspect to it. And most people are so, you know, some people have, uh, most people have a number of sunglasses and they wear them and the way that they work with their outfit or the day and the people that they're going to be around and, or that what they're going to do, whether it's cycling or it's, you know, hanging out on a boat, dude, it's really hard to match the function of what they're trying to build with fashion and like even comfortability. So I think that, you know, I give them credit, but I, I do not ever see this coming to a place where it's totally like, your second nature to wear your spectacles and take pictures and videos. Yeah. Well, I think that it might get there eventually, but the product's definitely going to need to evolve. And, and Snapchat as a platform needs to evolve because they're, they're struggling. And I'm, I'm, I'm asking a lot of people now. And at first I just thought it was like, 
it, it wasn't as big of a thing, but there are definitely less people consuming on Snapchat mm. in, in my demographic and my circle of friends, right? Uh, my 16 year old brother, he's a lot more into the platform than I am, but, yeah. it's, but it's just a text messaging thing. He's not, you know, consuming densely in there and looking at all the advertising either. So right. uh, we'll, we'll see what they have. Well, that is, uh, unless you have some last thing to say, Nick, that is the end of catching up week nine. Um, you got any parting words for our audience here? No, have a great, have a great weekend. Uh, if you haven't checked out Founders Live, check out FoundersLive.com. Uh, a lot of great stuff on there. And, um, you know, hopefully, Connor, you have a great weekend as well. Likewise, Nick. Thank you very much. Uh, my name is Connor. You can also catch me. Uh, Instagram's the best place to find me at Find Me in Seattle on insta shoot me a dm and make sure if you're listening to this podcast leave us a review we'd love to hear from you uh thank you very much for your attention and listening nick have a wonderful weekend and we will see you next friday for week 10 peace